There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? En el último episodio de Tremenda Vaina te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? Suscríbete en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. También nos puedes seguir en Twitter, Instagram o Facebook. We want to have some fun and enjoy time with our families and friends, but right now having fun comes with a lot of responsibility. We are in the middle of a pandemic. It's not that hard. Wear a mask, social distance, get tested for COVID-19 often. The COVID-19 test in New York City is safe, confidential, and at no cost to you through NYC's Test and Trace Corp. For a test center near you, visit nyc.gov forward slash COVID test or call 212-COVID-19. Eloeros, we got to tell you about a new sponsor called Angela's Dominican Cake Mix. You heard me right. Now you can make Dominican cakes in the comfort of your own home, thanks to Angela's Dominican Cake Mix. Usually I have to crash Dominican baby showers to get a really good Dominican cake, but not now, thanks to Angela. I mean, Frank, is this not a game changer? Jamie, this is groundbreaking. I can't wait. I just, just remember when I was a kid and my mother used to bake cakes for us on our birthdays. And now we can actually have it. Like, like when I was a kid, I can't wait, guys. This is amazing. You guys, for me to get a Dominican cake, it's really hard. Like there's no bakeries around here. So normally I'd have to go all the way up to the heights and wait on a long line. But now I don't have to wait on any more lines because all I got to do is go online to angelasbakery.com slash loud. And guys, I heard that there's a special offer just for our LOLeros on that URL. Did you hear that, Jamie? Yes, I did. It's a holiday bundle. And let me tell you what this bundle comes with, all right? You get one box of vanilla cake mix, one box of chocolate cake mix, and a free baking accessory gift, all right? So Angela's hooking you up with something to actually make the cake with as a free gift. I think I know what I'm buying everybody in my family, especially those that are outside of New York that don't have access to a Dominican bakery. I totally agree. This is like so easy. I know what to get like everyone this year. This is like really simple. Right. And after you get the holiday bundle, when you go back to Angela'sBakery.com slash loud, you'll get 10% off of your reorder. Rachel, that is a bargain. Gifts on gifts on gifts, people. Check it out at Angela'sBakery.com slash loud. It's the Latinos Out Loud podcast. <laughs> All right, you guys, it is that part of the show here at Latinos Out Loud where we interview someone amazing. 
He is so amazing, and I'm assuming that's his pronoun. Shame on me. Um, we've known this cat for a very long time. He's an entrepreneur, an actor, and a super creative mind. Please, one time for Preston Lopez. Yeah. Hi, friend. Welcome. Welcome to the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Do you yeah. know about us? Do you know about our show? Well, you had 200 episodes. You didn't invite me in one, but it's all right. Okay, and so it begins. And so so the relationship is clear to the audience. The dynamic is clear. We know each other well. Uh, We've all known each other for quite quite some time, but I feel like you've probably known Frank the longest. Is that that Um, true? Frank, uh, yeah, I I know Frank. He saw babysit me. (laughs) Oh, shit. Wow. Is that true? (laughs) um well you did a good job in co-raising preston because he's turned out or you know is still turning but you're quite an amazing human preston lopez thank you you're a renaissance and and wait what is your pronoun how do you identify he (laughs) she they nosotros we okay we well (laughs) you don't have a if you have any doubts, it, it encompasses anything every, and everything. <laughs> That's good. So you're a fellow Dominican, you're a friend. And I think, well, I'll talk about how we met. I think we met via Juan Bago back in the day, right? And that was uh, around the Bochicha Bueno show days, like Urban Latino that Radio. Was, that, that was your, I, I discovered Juan Bago in nine, in 2000, I mean, I met Juan Bago in 2000. It sounds like a land that you conquered or like. It's a walk along. I remember there was, uh, I think it was 2001, 2000, 2000, late 2000, 2001. No, no, I'm sorry, that was 2000. And um, he, um, I just really, literally, I, there was filming some movie around our block and that's really how I met him. But that was well. That was almost twenty-one years ago. So maybe, Preston, you have a you have a movie that you did with Juan Bago, which is one of my favorite scenes with Juan Bago. He plays like a bad guy. What movie oh, is God. that? Do you, I, Frank, watched, I can't believe you watched that movie. That was, I, know, I watch it. Uh, Juan Bago hates it, but I love it. He did such a great like. If people saw it, like his fans saw it, they'll be like, "Wow, that's not the Juan Bago we know." He, he was a thug. He was a thug. He was. Thug he was a great. He played. Yo, he scared the shit out of me. But till this day, he was the smartest one in the movie. Everyone, every single person in the movie, except for Juan Bago, had to take their clothes off. Oh, oh. shit. Everybody. If you watch it, I don't want you to watch me, but everyone. Uh, what's the name of this movie and where can don't I find it? it? Don't worry about it. It's called Don't Worry About It. It's, <laughs> is it on Amazon Prime? I, I don't even want you to see that. <laughs> okay. I don't even want to. I'm going to find it. So I'm just asking you to make it easier for me, Preston. He was the only one that said, like, I don't know if he said no. He put in his contract. He's like, nah, I'm not doing nudity. But then everybody else had to do it. And I was like, oh. wow. So this was like almost a porn. Barely. A, was it soft? Uh, soft porn? That Very was, soft? That was, that was 17 years ago. Wow. Wow. Um, um, yeah, I guess. I don't know. It was it was crazy. Adult. Wow. It, it, I don't even want to. <laughs> Yo, Preston, I feel like we need to rewind a little bit for the listeners. You know, I introduced you. I threw some titles and endeavors out there. But please tell our listeners 
how you would phrase what you do. What I, I'm, I'm basically, uh, I'm going to say like an artist because that encompasses everything with the music, the entertainment, the painting, the acting. So I will say uh, an artist. I'm not going to, you know, just say one thing. Preston, can I, can I, can I, can I kind of draw it out a little bit better? I don't know. Like guys, for me, Preston, like when I got into production, like I'll tell you a real, real story. Rachel, you're tied into this. Um, Great. Yeah, you kind of tied into this. This is kind of weird. It's a weird. I love it. Preston Lopez, guys, is like very well known in Washington Heights. He has a public access show for over twenty years. I think twenty four. He just said. Whoop, whoop. And people from New, like people from Washington Heights and like Manhattan in the Bronx know who Preston Lopez is. So growing up, I used to see Preston Lopez have a show on public access, and me wanting to get into production, I looked up to Preston Lopez. So when I got to working I'll with Mbaco, do not say you you were watching my show when you were a little kid. Please, uh, nah, yo, come on, man. You know everybody used to watch your show. I used to watch it when I was a little kid. Right, but you had your show, and when I got started working with Mbaco, um, Preston Lopez showed up at the Act of Love shoot, and he was oh. working, and I was like looking at Mbaco, like, yo, this is Preston Lopez, like TV. <laughs> He's working on the set, and Mike is like, yeah. And I was like, I, I had a lot more respect for you back. I, like when I saw you, I was like, yo, this dude is in front of the TV and in the back behind the scenes. And that's when I knew I was like, oh shit, this is like real, real. Like you're like, you gotta be in it really to like really do this. You know what I mean? Thank so that's, that's when I knew that, you're, you know, that you was about about it or what, you know, what I saw on the TV, like there was more behind it and what your skills were like. And when I got to know you, I was like, oh shit, like, you're you're like you're an artist artist like you can't put a hand on you you know it's like thank you, you. Know? well what i what i would tell people is that um like 10 percent is being in front of the camera but like 90 percent is behind the camera the the only uh, way you have longevity is if you if you know first of all you know the craft you, you know how to do the work uh you do the work and you work you're working behind the cameras. You're doing the writing, the boom. You could be the boom operator, the camera operator. That's why a lot of people don't last because they just want to be in front of the camera and they want to be the star. And then when you tell them uh, when they when they want to do a project, they depend on other people to do it and they're not, pe people don't last. Longevity, you have to uh, learn the craft, either if it's musician or if it's um, uh, entertainment or actor. And, um, and that's the way, uh, you know, to uh, sustain longevity. Mm. Yes. Wait, I have a question. Well, I know the answer, but I want the listeners to know the answer. What is the Preston Lopez show? The Preston, well, let me just first, the Preston Lopez started in early 1997. And um, it, in the beginning, it started, uh, it was a video show. It was just hip hop videos. And I used to uh, interview all the celebrities, uh, like the hip hop, uh, like Snoop Dogg, people say Little Kim, most people I used to interview those celebrities. And then afterwards, I was like, years after, I was like, why am I, you know, I should just encompass some of some of the talents with the acting. So then I started doing little skits and the videos were still on, but it was skits. And then 10 years into the show, it became a major hit, an even bigger hit when um, the adult content came on. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> like, it blew up. I couldn't even like, you know, it was like- So the, what made you go that direction? You just thought that sex 
Um, Excels. Literally, I don't even know how it went from puppets to porn. It was yes. like puppets one thing. Um, people started. It was a lot. It's a lot of aspects to it, but um, okay. I think ass, I was aspects. No aspects. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Nice. Emphasis Jamie. on ass. Yes. No, Jamie. But, <laughs> but uh, basically, um, it. Um, I think I was working as a bartender. There was strippers there, and then all of a sudden, there was a, like a bright idea. Like, wait, I could just do. And then I was going to the gym at the same time. It's a combination of a whole bunch of stuff. And then, but then I, you know, I kind of like overdid it and it just went, (laughs) (laughs) it went already. It just went off the. Now, now New Yorkers, if you grew up in New York and you, and you looked at public access back in the day, everybody knows the show, the Robin Bird show, right? Was that a show that you ever watched? And was it something like, did you not? Did you not want to be that type of show? Or were you like, oh, maybe we could be a different version of, of a show like that on public access that people will st- turn, you know, stop the stop the remote on, you know what I mean, if they see it? Basically, all, yeah, also uh, other people had that type of show. I wasn't, you know, I'm not saying I came up with that concept. There was other people, other guys had that concept with, uh, uh, you know, they have females and strippers and all that on the show. And, you know, I just took it a step further <laughs> and uh but um yeah at robin bird if, if you were back in the 80s and 90s you know about robin bird and midnight blue i'm looking mm. at you yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait what's midnight blue i don't know that oh man wait, are you from the what were you were, you grew up in manhattan and, and no i grew up in brooklyn frank Al Goldstein was uh, like was the host of Midnight Blue. He used to come out on <laughs> on uh, public access like after uh, midnight, and he would show. He was like a Robin Bird where he was a male. He used to sell you know sex and all the like bathhouses in New York City and all the pornography and you know what to call. Like you know you would call and you hear a girl call girl. You want to jerk off or do your thing? You know it was that type of thing. So that was like the New Yorks of the seventies and the early eighties. Very enriching programming. I got it. You're welcome. Yeah, it was just those type of shows where they inspired me. You know, I had it in the back of, like, to answer Jamie's question, I, I had it in the back of my mind, you know, like, oh, yeah, they did it, but let me do a male version. Your version, yeah. Yeah, and that, but yeah, you know, like Frank knows, I just don't do things halfway. But you do do them half naked, so that's good. You know what I'm saying? Not even half naked. That's what full, I'm saying. I just, full I naked. Halfway. So yeah. what kind of fans do you get from a show like this? Like, are, do you have ups, do you have fans like, you know, being real, sending you stuff, following you? You know, do you have like really obsessive fans? So basically which I'm, I keep on using, basically. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the, the That's very Dominican are, of you, by the way. It's okay. It's accepted. In the 90s, well, the 90s, they just sent me letters. There was like handwritten letters from everywhere, even from prison. Girls and oh, guys. Wow. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I didn't know to watch the shows in prison. <laughs> so, like, but but even those letters became a little um, awkward and you know sometimes scary because they would write like I'm your number one fan in I blood in yeah. like blood or like, like semen. <laughs> no, that was before that. That was before. That was before oh. that. 
<laughs> so it started with those kind type of letters. Like I'm your number one fan. I'm like, oh no, I don't want to. I hate when people say. It. But then the, the I'm gonna see you in five to ten. <laughs> then the other um, like ten years into the show, when they became like an adult content, it became even like, you know, I would want to do this and this and that, and then it was just mm-hmm. like the egos got crazy and. I literally had to stop. I kind of stepped away from that because it was just, that was the most craziest experience for 10 years. Because wow. the people were following you and waiting for you outside. And no, I just, you know, it, it was just crazy. People waiting for you, uh, uh, you know, you're eating and people talking about. So what you did on the last episode, um, <laughs> and you took out your, and, you, and I'm like, dude, I'm like, with my mother here. <laughs> Can you give us an example? Like, I just want the listener to get vivid details of what this show entailed. So like, go on with that example. Like, what's one of the things that you've done on an episode that's fucking, in your eyes, crazy? Okay, but how I said, that was just, um, it was stages. Uh, you know, you go through stages, you grow, you grow. So that was 10 years uh, the other one was like 10 years doing the other stuff. So it's like different. Now the show is not about that. Now, you know, I went back to basics with videos and um, art and, you know, more political and, you know, more, um, you're uh, more in tune with um, what's going on, you know, social activism and all that. But um, uh, well, uh, the question was uh, what? Uh, sorry, well, I want to know about, well, now I have two questions, but I want to know about any like of those crazy stories that you're talking about. Like I did X, Y, Z or hey, Preston Lopez, I saw you do X, Y, Z on the last episode. Give our listeners a vivid picture of what that X, Y, Z is. Like what, what's one of the craziest things in your mind through your POV that you've done or have seen happen on the Preston Lopez show? I don't know how, what kind of, this is a PG show. I don't know how deep you could get into the conversation. Come on, son. We friends here. This is. Let's go. Bleep, you can bleep, bleep it. We just don't know what the word is, but bleep it, you know? <laughs> it, okay. So like in the beginning stages, they will write you like, you know, I'm your number one fan. They will wait. And then they will say, you know, uh, uh, things, uh, inappropriate things or like stuff like, um, you know, what are you doing on TV? You don't belong on TV, but you, you're worthless. You, every little stuff to take you uh, to uh, uh, to not validate you, um, you know, that, that you're not worthy of being on television. You know, you look like this, you look like that. What are you doing? Same thing with Latinos. They one thing and... And then I was black enough for some some Latinos and like I was Latino enough for some other uh, groups. And so that became like their issue, not really my issue. Um, so um, it was because, uh, you know, I will speak out on, on topics. The show always, start, always started um, being political and controversial. And we, when I say controversial, it's like, you know, you just speak out or you say things. Uh, that are you know relevant and things that are out there, uh, people have you know a lot of people have issue with, so that you already you automatically become a target. So right. that was that part. They just started, but then um the um, so speaking now became a part. You know, you become like a target, and it's like oh how, how dare you say that? The going back going to like uh, I don't know when the show was like uh, more sexual. It's it's sex so. I became, I didn't want to become the subject of the show. I was just a host, but then I became the subject of the show. Like people watch me, um, 
Oh, I have to admit that, you know, I didn't have a shirt on. And I just had like some <laughs> for every episode for 10 years, but that's besides the point. <laughs> um, so I became like the subject and, and, you know, and that wasn't my intent. You know, I wanted to feature the dancers and all the other people, but then I became, so it became personal. So when people see me on the street, they don't talk about the show. They talk about me and what they just seen on TV and how big is this? Oh my God, and I saw that. Can you do this to me? <laughs> how that. big is this? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be PG, I'm Jamie. Well, you did, call it the Preston, you did call it the Preston Lopez show. You know what I mean? Eventually yeah, you were well, going to be- I know, right? <laughs> It's a, a big part of the show. <laughs> and by the way, you do not have to be PG here. I don't know who told you that. I, I don't know. I just feel like when I'm on TV, I have to be a, uh, I can't. Coño, but you're not on TV. You're on a podcast. There's no FCC. This is not There's... on TV. Oh my God, what year is this? I don't even know. I'm still into VHS tapes and cassettes. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> what's, the, what's the episode that people talk, were talked about the most when it came to your um, show? Like, what was it like? Yo, that person, you saw the person on the show then, last night? What was that? It, Give us a it show. Was one of the, um, one of the, the sexy shows where I would do a, a, a skit. I don't know. Uh, what was a, uh, one of the skits I did was that they just showed my face and then I'm like, it's like I'm masturbating, but you don't see it. <laughs> but then when you look down, finally you look down on the floor, it's my name is spelled in white. <laughs> it was glue. Oh, but it was like, oh my god! It was like, it was like a ma- masturbating himself to what? It was just like little skits like that, and the, you know, and the and the and this uh, the footage that I will air. The footage I told you, I'm not gonna be. I usually do. I don't go. Uh, I go all out on things, so I'm not gonna show how. I'm not gonna yo, yo press. I'm, I'm gonna be straight up. I'm gonna say some of the stuff that you do. Like you press buttons. Like let's be okay. straight up. Looking at art, right, the way you present it, like, let's talk about, like, censorship nowadays. How is it for you, like, being able to do some of these things back in the days and now being censored? How, how You know, you're always morphing. Like, how, how do you deal with that all the time? First of all, you got to always uh, learn to reinvent yourself. If you're not an actor, you're a painter. If you're not a painter, you're a musician. If you're not a musician, you're a rapper. If you're not a rapper, you're a singer. <laughs> Just keep on, you know, you got to keep moving, uh, moving the needle. You can't right. stay um, stale. Um, that's why some, you know, people stay relevant because you just move on. Even though those are all aspects of me, those are part of me, but when you see something that is, you know, that you've done it, you move on. I, I have, there's no way of turning back now. I can't uh, no. turn back. So wait, were you having sex on your show or was it just like on some mm. masturbation tip or were you, was no, it no, penetration? There like, <laughs> all these were like skits, but like I see it, I always saw this, uh, all these things as art. People saw that porn and sex, but the creative process that goes behind all that. Yep. And if you're looking behind the scenes, what's going on, I'm outside, like the, the skit that Frank is talking about, I'm smoking and the, it's 40 degrees outside and I'm naked <laughs> and I'm running <laughs> and the cops are coming, but I'm actually, you can see that I'm naked. There's, there's no, <laughs> but there's Yo, a city, like, Preston, a nice one of my house. favorite ones is you, you go out into a New York City uh, fire escape when it's snowing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Talk about oh that one. God. It's like fucking, I don't know how many degrees and the shit, like the fires. If you're from New York, like you look at your, to your fire escape and it looks full of snow and you come out. It was a fire escape. And to this day, I think the neighbors saw me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta say, I, I, oh, go ahead. Preston, so 
I'm actually interested in the technical side of it because you were doing this like in the 90s even, right? Like late 90s. That's when you started. Late, editing, late editing and filming has changed so much since then, right? But back then, it was a lot harder, right? To just, well, no pun intended, but it was a lot mm. harder. Uh, like you were saying, the behind the scenes was... was, was, was okay. So how, how so, did you have to manage that back, back then with technology not like the way it is now? Well, I started with... Uh, uh, two VHS and a karaoke machine. Oh. And that's how I used to um, film my show. I had a karaoke machine. I lived in an apartment in Washington Heights in the 90s. And um, I had two VHS tapes. So I will record it live. There was no edit. Like I, you, and then, um, what was it? Oh, and then I had to put it. And then to edit, I had to put it on the other VHS and go back and forth. Wow. So you could see like in between uh, uh, edits, you could see the little lining, the little yellow and blue line go through. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, I had to go down downtown and, and, and take the show to the station in a big VHS tape. Oh, see, uh, wow. It was a process, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a little, you know. But uh, that just shows how do it yourself, no pun intended. That just shows how DIY, do it yourself, that, you, that your show was. I think a lot of people back then, like, you know, you had to kind of be a, a, a one-stop shop, right? You had to be able to do your, your own editing and your own video, uh, you know, your own video and, and stuff like that. So um, I think that's pretty cool, like, that that's how you started. You know what I mean? Um, well, it goes back to what, what I was saying. You always have to learn the camera work. You always have to learn the, how to be a boom operator. I, I, I've gone to sets with people and they, um, literally, they just want to be the stars. I'm like, did you write anything? No. Um, you know how to use a boom? You want me to teach you? No, nah, it's all right. Uh, but uh, mm. you want me to teach you how to do a camera? Or like, they, people just, and you can see that those people, they don't have longevity. You cannot last if you do not know behind the scenes. You mm. cannot last if you don't, if you're a rapper, you don't have, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't, if you're a musician, uh, a singer or whatever, you don't know how to play instruments or anything. You could do one album, whatever, somebody could help you out. But when that person is not there, you can't, you can't move on. So you have to learn how to either play all the instruments or you have to learn how to, um, in case you guys, uh, Rachel doesn't show up or Jamie or Frank doesn't show up, I'll just do it myself, you know. Mm -hmm. So you Yo. have to learn, uh, I always tell them learn the craft, but you know. Back in the day, didn't you and I do background on something together? Rachel, actually, it was just one day, and it was freezing, and it was just, that wasn't back in the day. That was just, like, five years ago. That's uh, five <laughs> years ago? To me, I that's a long time ago. I've grown a lot since five years ago as an actor. Sorry. Back in the days, like, it was, that was just, we were doing low, was it low, low and order? Low and, and order? <laughs> you know what's freezing that day? It was so cold. It was so cold. They gave us hand warmers. I put them everywhere in my toto, my tetas, my wow. armpits. I had them lining. I, I, I lined my body with those hand warmers. You know, the ones that you shake to like get them started. Yeah. I, I put them everywhere. And we, it was an exterior scene. It was a protest scene at Adike yeah. University at the courtyard of the cathedral, which just had a fire last night. Um, on the Upper West Side. Um, but yeah, that was fun, though. I had a good time. I, I told you, notice she never did it again. I know. Nope. <laughs> like, never doing this again. Pero that was a stripe that I wanted to earn 
to your point, because I eventually would like to book an, you know, a law and order gig. I thought, I think it'd be great. You know what I'm saying? Co-star, guest star. Um, and I want to know the inner workings of the set. I wanted to know how it goes down, you know, and I learned a lot that day, um, you know, just watching the actors and how they, you know, make TV magic, as they say, you know, they made a protest scene and the topic was very sensitive. And even as a background actor on set, like every time we stormed that stage, do you remember the scene? So the, 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 the director would call for background and we would have to like storm the Bastille. We'd have to fucking take picket signs and be like, what were we saying? Like, she's a racist. She's a racist. <laughs> it was like a I never, I never saw that episode, but I did see the episode. I saw myself for 0.3 seconds. I knew it was myself because I could see the hand warmers coming out of the sides of my neck. And uh, my dad was very proud that he could tell people that his daughter was on Law and Order SVU. Only you were, that's point, a big, yeah. 0.3 seconds. Yeah, but I, yeah, I saw you and I was like, how, what is, what happened to Frank? Or Frank left. He uh, anyways, just gets sucked up by the Aurora Borealis, but he'll get spit right back out any moment. <laughs> that stuff is getting me dizzy. He has in the back. What is that? Preston, like, were you on SVU getting arrested for um, public indecency? What was what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> were you no, in the I, episode getting arrested? <laughs> no, but it's funny that I played a perv on on, on you on uh, Law and Order, and I see arrested me. I was one of the the. And and then I and then they were like they called me for uh, uh, entertainment of uh, what is what is that show with uh, the Asian um, lady that was in Channel Two, uh, Lou uh, what was the, what was the name uh, Channel Two uh, oh yeah the, yeah um, Sherlock Holmes it, it was Sherlock Holmes but that wasn't the title but I remember oh no 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 it was about Sherlock Holmes um what was the well, anyways they chose me yeah. for that episode and they were like will you mind playing a perv in that episode and I was like <laughs> all right pigeonhole but go ahead I, I'll do it. You've done some pretty interesting stuff. I love watching your career flourish. And I wanted I to just Andrew. comment on like the evolution of the Preston Lopez show. I think it's very brave of you to allow your show and what you're putting out there creatively to evolve with your and through your life stages. Because I don't think a lot of shows do that or a lot of creatives feel the responsibility to do that. But it does speak volumes. And I think that's why your fans and followers are still following you. Um, I think you're also super daring to like have your show go from sketches to then sexually driven sketches, but not withholding the comedy and the creativity behind it. That's also something that we should really celebrate about Preston Lopez. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Another thing Courageous. I want to Preston, I want to ask. Uh, I want. I want to add that a lot of people don't. Uh, if you if you watch the Preston Lopez show, you're really into activism. Like you were one of the first people, like back in the early '90s, protesting against you know uh, uh, black people getting murdered out in the streets. Uh, the you know like horse carriages. Uh, you were like one of the first people, like back then in the '90s, protesting. I used to be like, "Yo, what's up with this dude?" And like now it's relevant. But you were doing that shit like 20 years ago, man. Yeah, well, actually, the first episode I did was about um, Abner Louima police protest. Wow. That was in seven, and that was basically half of the episode. Me going to a protest march, and because, uh, uh, like I said, it, uh, it happens. 
it's been going on for for decades. But you know, I know it just uh, it went viral now, twenty five years later. Right. But we've been doing the work for a long time. And that's and that was that was back then when a real protest was a real protest. Now this I know it's a Disney protest now. Well, yeah, oh, it's not like PG <laughs> protests. Yeah, he knows. He knows what I'm talking about. Well, yeah, it's not slack of and I, and I mean those days. What I, I mean, I like what they're doing today because I will feel safe. But those days, it was just a few people, and the cops will like try beat you up on, in the protest. Right, they I'm will sure. break down your signs. They will uh, beat you up. Now, uh, when I see it, it was like, wow, they have a whole bunch of people protecting. But when you're in those protests back in the days, it was like 20 people, 30 people, you know, 50 right. people, whatever. Right. And um, you had no protection. Wow. Um, now, you know, when I saw, uh, you know, it's just a lot of people protesting and, you know, so it's just, it's come, it's taking a long time, but it's just, you know, it's moving along. Agree. So now let's talk about the future because we got to wrap this interview. What is the next evolution of the Preston Lopez show, AKA your life? Um, well, the, the show is, like I said, it's going back, it's going, it went back to basics, which um, it started how it's, it's, it's on how it started with uh, activism. Um, we have social social commentary and social issues and art and music. So it's just the same. Um, there's a little sex in there, you know, you throw a little bit of, uh, keep the, the old uh, fans uh, there. But it's <laughs> just a sprinkle. Just a sprinkle. <laughs> keep sprinkle. pacified. Happy because, uh, yeah. you know, they help me out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and abandon your, 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 your fans are bored all your I saw stuff. this activism shit. I want to see some tits and ass. <laughs> well, we, well, just active, you know, activists for, for more, uh, for more on Yeah, we'll probably put it on. But yeah. now, oh, before we go, we have got to talk about the music. Hello. Uh, you have an album? Well, yeah, this is my fourth album. I mean, fifth. Well, I produced my locals album with the help of a... Uh, <laughs> Inspiration with Frank and, uh, <laughs> um, but this, this is the fourth album that I, I've done. It's Preston Lopez and um, it's called Reckoning. <clears throat> and it really, you know, it went to uh, how we were talking about. It's, it's, it's a purely activism protest album. It encounters and encompasses everything that happened in 2020 wow. and everything that last past four years. Um, it, in the beginning, it was a double album, but I just did the 10 songs. I just couldn't finish it. So we just have, um, actually 12 songs, 12 tracks. Wow. And how can people get it? Where can people find it? Well, it comes out on 12, 2020, um, December 20, uh, 20th, 2020. Six um, days from I, now. Yeah. It comes out on iTunes and all the other, uh, streaming platforms, Apple music, all the other stuff. Um, if you don't, you want to be cheap, you could just go to Spotify. But if you want to support the, your local artists, you can go uh, iTunes and buy the whole album. And I encourage people to buy the whole album so they could listen to all the songs because it's uh, it's like a theme going on. So you kind of have to listen to all the songs. For me, it's better than the Christmas music. You know, I'd rather replace the Christmas music that is flooding Alexa right now with the new Preston Lopez album. <laughs> oh, but you could do a Christmas album next year. Oh, that'd be oh genius. Yeah. Genius idea. 
Now, is there some sex? Yeah, I could do it. Deck the balls? Is there sex on this album? My nuts roasted on the open fire. Oh, there you go. I see a theme. You know that I am sweating here, right? I'm and I'm holding the phone and for like It could also home. be it could also be because you're wearing a furry hat on, you know, like you're in the wilderness. Actually, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and like, you I, have like an American flag if you're not seeing this on the if you're just listening well, to this, is it, you're it, having is a big it, American it, flag behind well, you. Well, the flag is if you see it's a it's a it's a turn upside down, you know, because of the album. That's in um the album is uh it's the whole theme of the album uh. about America and you know what's going on. So um, okay, so there's a lot, it's a lot of stuff going on. Yep, you, you have to check out the album. The country's upside down. Is that why? Like the flag is uh, upside yeah, down. Did you get it? Yeah, oh, okay. um, there's a lot of stuff going on. If you listen to the tracks, it's, it's a lot of information, a lot of knowledge. You know. Oh, I'm gonna listen, and I might even have my kids listen too. I feel like they're gonna learn something. Well, it says yeah. I don't know about it says <laughs> not toddler friendly. Not toddler friendly. Well, not not toddler, no. Um, but they can listen to some of the songs. But um, you know, some of the songs are like you know very explicit because I just uh just to make a point. Okay. Uh, the words. Yo, Preston family, bro. Thank you so much for taking thank the time you. and coming on the podcast. You've been supporting us throughout all of our endeavors too. Room 28, the podcast, our individual stuff. We've gotten to work together and I hope we continue to work together in whatever capacity and we wish you the very best, Preston. Well, thank you for having me on your show. I know it's time, to, but I, and congratulations on your podcast. I know, I think it was a hundred episodes the last time I saw. I don't know how many episodes you have now. How many episodes do you have now? Uh, I think it's 3,000. Uh, <laughs> thousand? <laughs> no, no, wait a minute. I'm, You're the 3,000? 3,000? I don't know. I know it was like a thousand episodes, and I was like, wow, they did a lot of episodes. I think it's like 180 something. It's like 181. 187 episodes. I remember now. Wow. Oh, really? Is it 187? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Congratulations. You guys are doing it. And, Frank, I miss you. Like I don't, I don't talk a lot, you know. But, I know we got, we got to get together, man. We got to get Twenty twenty one, man. He's like a the brother in my head. Yeah, man. This <laughs> is like uh the comedian that I was wanted to be. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my little sister. <laughs> Preston, we it's been such a history. I hope we continue to make history together. We we didn't even talk about the film festival. Oh, like, man, we could keep on going, man. There's so many so much. stuff, man. We could keep on going, man. <laughs> this was fun. Yep. Happy holidays, yeah. Preston. Take off your hat. Yeah, What's underneath your hat, your hat by Stay the way? Stay a while. What's um, underneath? I was doing another project. It was just, it consisted just of my hat. So that's why I left. I just put on the shirt on. Oh, that's <laughs> you look good. Oh, All right. Oh, Feliz Navidad. Gracias. Prospero año. Gracias a todos ustedes y gracias a todos los escuchadores del programa de ustedes. Gracias.
There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more.